Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. Film motherfucking hustlers. Baby I got it Dave. right that time. I got <laughs> it right this yeah. time. I got to get my energy up because we've been yeah, talking about on. our stories and all this. Normally and, and you're like an energetic dude. I know. The thing is, is that when, when, when we develop, when you, when you get into a conversation about developing, um, you know, you get deep into characters. I don't know if Stern, have you ever seen Stearns and I get into the characters in our movies? In the Christmas movies, I just see stern stare like no. a fucking blank <laughs> well, every, stare. Every once in a while, we'll get into a discussion about what's happening in a scene and how characters are looking at each other or whatever, and we'll like literally act it out, even though we're not saying the dialogue. Yeah, we'll be like, and then she says, and then he looks, yeah, and then and right, and we and I we, we play it out. Uh, I remember. You I guys rem- need to do some deeper shit though than lifetime. Christmas. I remember. Well, I mean, it's bound to happen. We yeah. we we do. Stern's wants to. Oh yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I, I want to thank God for the opportunities that I've gotten, and I'm never going to turn down a Christmas movie. If I keep out, get them, getting them offered to me, I'm going to keep doing them, and I'm going to be grateful. No, let me say, let me just say this. I'm not bad mouthing anything. I'm just saying you guys get Stearns is a deep dude, like Stearns, and so are you. After Roberts is all chill right now because he got all creative mode. I'm all hyped because I wrote an outline, and Roberts is just ripping it to shreds. No, let's talk about this. Okay, <laughs> no. let's talk about this. First of all, I wanna, I wanna thank uh, extrememusic.com, our partners over at extrememusic.com. Russell Emanuel. Russell Emanuel, who's amazing, and uh, the the site he created with all the music on it that we can all use. It's funny because I was listening to a song that I picked for the movie, and it's this romantic dance that Jana. Kramer's doing. Yeah. She's dancing by herself at night. And Mario shows up and he sees her dancing. And it's kind of like this song that's supposed to represent, you know, how he feels about her and what she's sort of going through in her head. And the whole movie sort of culminates in this one little moment when he's watching and she's dancing. And then the song is playing. Anyway, I see that, Davey Dave. That's a fucking creative producer right there. <laughs> that, could, that most producers won't say that shit. They're like, "Yeah, we got a song. I don't know. Some guy picked no, it." No, I works. couldn't find. I couldn't find. I had a song in there. Oh, it was, it was Borellis. What's that? What's that singer's name? Something Borellis. You know what I'm talking about? Drake. No, 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 no. There's there's a female singer. Her name's no. Something Borellis. Anyway, she's super. I'm sure half the people listening know who she is. But the song that she originally performed to, which was beautiful. I think you, you guys were all there. It was a super popular song because I couldn't afford it. It was like $30,000 to get it for the movie. So that wasn't going to happen. So, you know, when someone uses a song that was a hit from someone like this, an artist like that, that's hard to replace. That's right. not easy to replace, right? right? Because you just picked like a U2 song. So I went to Extreme Music when night and I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew it was going to take me hours. I knew I was going to, you know, I, I like got my three waters. I got my tequila bottle. I put on my headphones. I sat on the couch, got comfortable, pulled Sadie over <laughs> and I sat down there and for two hours I punched in like romantic song, dance music, transition, emotional. Now, like, do you go through the whole song or do you just go, do you like fast forward, you go to the beginning, the middle, the end based off I of what will, you're looking I'll for? I'll put I'll put as much of the song into my ear as I can, but I know if it's the right feel immediately, immediately, right? Because I'm trying to match a song's emotion that worked. Right. So anyway, I went through it and I, like two hours of listening and kind of nope and nope. And, you know, so I guess the answer is no, I don't. I listen to like about 10 seconds and then I go to the next. Well, yeah. So 
I unless found, you feel something's there. Yeah, I found this one song and it's abs- it was absolutely perfect. It was beautiful. It said the right words. It, it peaked at the right time. It even I was even able to take the tail of it and as she sees Mario and walks outside onto the onto the pavement. Yeah. And they have a little conversation there where he says to her, "Hey, I was uh where she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I was trying to get, you know, wanted to get a cup of coffee, but everything's closed. And she's like, oh, you forgot where you were. And he's like, yeah, um, well, actually, I didn't want to get coffee. I wanted, I was thinking about you. And the end of the song carries that whole end of the conversation. And then we kind of duck it out right there. And then the score takes over. But it was, it, you know, sometimes music is magic. You know, yeah. I think music is magic. And the more you invest your energy and time in finding the right cues for your movie and the emotions, and the more you try to marry those cues to other cues so that your music has an arc. I told my composer, not my composer on this movie, because he's, he's, uh, we have a different relationship than I did with Dara on um, Holiday in Santa Fe. But I remember telling Dara on Holiday in Santa Fe, I said, I need to be able to close my eyes and enjoy the music even if it's not connected to a scene. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a key thing in, in making a movie and putting music to it. If you can close your eyes and hear the music to a scene or to your movie and you enjoy, you're enjoying that, yeah. then, your emotion in, then the emotion in your music is going to translate to the emotion on the screen and you're going to make, a ma- you're going to make magic. Yeah, of course. But... Sometimes that doesn't happen. And the only way to, to know if you've got a good cue is to close your eyes and just listen to your cue. Yeah. So in this case, um, it took me two hours. I finally found the right song. I played it for everybody. Everyone, actually, there was no comment. That, that's how I know a song's good when no one says anything about it. It just kind of passes the, the test. Uh, and, and it was awesome. But all, my, all the credit goes to... Russ Emanuel and ExtremeMusic.com because they do a great job of filling their their website with amazing composers, with great music, with great cues, and uh, yeah, good for them, man. They did. They Russ, done a great job. Russ, you're a man, and we're going to be talking to Russ pretty soon, right? Soon we have we have to go to Pacific Palisades to go uh, to go interview him because he wait he, what he's sitting in his castle oh. in the Extreme Music Castle. He's oh, sitting he's sitting with all those cues. Let's go to the castle. <laughs> I'm ready to go to the castle. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Russ lives, I'm sure, somewhere very nice, but it's not a castle. Um, I think the uh, verdict is in on the stories. We did the pitch fest. Yeah, Davy Dave, D- you got you got some votes. Oh, nice! But did oh, but, nice. but did 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 not yeah. prevail. Okay. Um, I personally think that Revenge of the Mexican is a brilliant, brilliant idea and story, and pitched. I love it. Perfectly yeah. amazing. But there's something. Look, I, I'm going to vote against myself here because <laughs> I I like comedy. I do like comedy, and I think that it's interesting. But you know, when you're at a festival and you're in Aspen or you're in Sundance or you're in the mountains somewhere and you know and you're watching movies sometimes you want to sit down and watch something deep you know you don't want to laugh at a something festival moving. all the time yeah. yeah the 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 best film festival movies i've ever seen have always been deep movies conversations um you know and so that's why you know my vote is going to go for your film, which I don't love the name currently. Your 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 story. What's the name of it? Dying to know. Yeah, dying to know. It sounds like a like a thirty minute sitcom. Uh. But um, <laughs> but that but that's not a knock on the story. The story is great, and I think your characters have a lot to to uh, 
to deliver if we get the right actors to do it. I think you're talking about a film that likely, I don't know, I'm, you know, I'd love to say like, oh, it's not been done before, but I get the feeling there's not been a lot of films done on the subject right. of a killer going to kill another guy and they're Latinos, right? Yeah. So you can assume that they're cartel, you can assume that they're gang member, you can assume whatever you want about them, but at the end of the day, they're Latino characters, yeah, and um, and one of them's a witness protection, and he's been found, and he has to die. And I like that, and you know, I like that you created like this this thing that potent- he might have dementia. You don't know if he does because you don't know if he's playing yeah. everybody or if he's using it to his advantage. And then you've got the, the you know the killer who's going to be like this meticulous, uh, you know, to be a killer you got to be to be a killer in a movie. You have to be meticulous. <laughs> right. You have to know exactly where your stuff is. You're, you know, you're prepared. You know, you, it's kind of like Baby Driver. Remember Baby Driver? Yeah. He had to have this music in. Yeah. He had to have all this stuff going. Perfect. I, that's what I see a kill. When someone, if someone's going to come to kill me, I want them to be that meticulous. Yeah. Well, I'm voting against my story. So what? <laughs> oh, what? Come on. <laughs> no. Ah, come on. No, I think. And plus, we've had a lot of, you know, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of emails, a lot of uh, positive, DMs, positive feedback. Positive really? feedback. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think, uh, I think we got to go with what people want. I think this would be, this is going to be a good one. Now, I have some ideas for some actors. Right. You know, I don't want to mention them and call them out here because they're probably listening. But, um, but yeah, I think we're, I think we could do really well with that. It's an actor's piece. Um, and, uh, and I think we develop it into, into a beautiful yeah. movie that you sit all cold with your golden schlager, you know, yeah. in a theater at Sundance. Golden schlager. What's that? <laughs> gold, oh, gold schlager. Oh, sorry. Is it not called golden schlager? I made it I sound like, kind of sexual. Like, I was like, a golden schlager? Is that like a fucking, do- what is that? It's a, <laughs> it's a donkey. Oh, uh, no, gold schlager. Is that what gold it's called? Schlager, yeah, the yeah. first time That's I fucking ever old went, school, Robert. Yeah, it's like from the time, 90s. The first yeah. time I ever went to Sundance, which was, I think, in 1997. There you go. 96. Yeah. They, they, we stayed at a condo, and there was gold, gold schlager, yeah. you know, with the gold in it. Yeah, and I would drink flakes. that at night. Oh, it's the best. Anyway, um, yeah, you, you know, you want to see a movie that's this acting piece where the dialogue is, is, um, is detailed and, and pointed and, 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 um, and that, you, that you relate to it and that they give you twists like in um, The Usual Suspects or, or Seven or, you know, something like that. So I think I, I, uh, I haven't done a movie like that before. Yeah. So I'm also trying to challenge myself as a producer and say, like, hey, if we're going to do this, yeah. let's challenge ourselves to do something that's remarkable yeah. and exciting and an actor's piece. And let's get actors to, by the way, actors are going to want to do it. No, I, like, I, I think we'd have to work really hard to get great actors to want to do Revenge of the Mexican. Right, 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 right. Because yeah. it's a comedy, right? The yeah. Comedies are subjective. Not everyone, we could find it super funny, but you could sit in the theater and have zero laughs. That's, I'm not into that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, right. true. Right, right, right. Well, I was on a cruise for eight days in Alaska, had no Wi-Fi, which was kind of refreshing, and I, it was pretty good. And I decided to do a little outline well you never put your phone down dude you're always like uh, (laughs) sending like um political memes all day long (laughs) no that's fucking me up i gotta quit that i quit that i quit that i retired from that 
Um, but I did a little outline of what, and I sent it to you guys. And um, yeah, I like that. I think it's. I, th- I think it's. Long. There's some good. There's some. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm there's on a boat for eight days. What do you want me? And I have no Wi-Fi. There's some. <laughs> there's there's three some little kids. There's some good stuff. Look, if you're listening, get your pencil and pen out. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> or keep the show. Get your typewriter. <laughs> listen, listen to it. But um, no, look. Part of the development process is talking about. What do you think are good ideas? I think I think the key for us to stay creative and to not get offended, right, is to just have an open table. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to be able to say, like, hey, these are things that I think could be really great about this story. Um, this is what I think an actor is going to get attracted to, especially the ones that we're considering. And, and I personally think that this particular story that you come up with is going to require the actors to actually be involved so that they, you know, so that they could decide what the detail of their characters are going to be. That way you could write something very specific to them, right? Because if you think about an actor like Edward James Olmos, and I'm not saying that he's doing it, but I'm just saying like someone like him. um, When you have someone like him who historically, you know, when he he did um, Zoot Suit, he got offered Blade Runner. Off of Zoot Suit. Not a, I don't know off of Zutsu, but in that okay. vicinity. Right. They wanted him. Ridley Scott wanted him. He met with him. He turned the part down. He said, no, don't want to do it. Yeah. And then call, Ridley called him again, said, really want you to do this. And he goes, okay, let me think about it. Then, he, then EJO said, I'll do it, but my character has to have a white eye. White eye. Yeah. And he has to be making little origamis <laughs> while he's investigating Right. And and God knows what else he came up with, the trench coat, like his, you know, whatever he was wearing. So I think that, you know, something to think about is that it's not always about what you're writing or what you're doing or what you want to do or what you think is great. Like, it's about the collaboration, about the conversation. Like, don't get offended when someone says, hey, this sounds Spit shitty. <laughs> Spit it out. <laughs> and it can be better. Yeah then you have to be open to those, that conversation. And sometimes if you throw it all on the table, it goes back to what it originally was because inevitably a good idea is going to win. Right. You throw a good idea, you throw a couple of bad ideas out, then the original idea may be the best idea, but you still have to let that process sort of happen. Well, you said my shit reads like a CSI episode, David. That's no, fucked up. Wait, hey, I, it's not bad, though. Fucking I, Dick Wolf. I'll take it. That's what I'm saying. You're on, you're on the right track, Tom. <laughs> First of all, I said Law and Order episode. Oh, God. It's the same difference, right? <laughs> Is there any difference? You don't want to do, like, you don't want to sit in Sundance and watch a Law and Order no, episode. No, I get it. Guaranteed get it. Yeah. you don't. You yeah. want to sit there and watch. You know, some version of a something Tarantino you seen, movie, movie. Well, something you never seen before, like you said. Something, something you that you're not predictable. Before. Yeah, something, something that, unpredictable. And come yeah. out feeling some type of way in a movie. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. you think about you think about, you know, filmmakers, you know, great filmmakers, but you think about someone like um uh Clint Eastwood. You know, he he's made westerns his whole life. So he decides what? I'm gonna make another western and it's gonna be called The Unforgiven. And you're thinking I mean, how different could another Western done by Clint Eastwood be? And it's fucking amazing. But you know what, though? He's done... Amazing. You know what? When you watch The Unforgiven, not when you watch it, when I watch it, I feel like he made a masterpiece. Yeah. It was nominated for, I think, it won a bunch of Academy Awards. And, and I have to say that they must have had lots of conversations like we're having about this thing. Yeah. You know? Um about what these characters mean, what they're doing, you know? You know, Clint, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. 
uh, Davy Davy. Did we yeah. make that happen? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll uh, DM him. Okay, then slide into the DM. Slide into his DM. I don't think he even knows what DM is. <laughs> um, I'm surprised. But it. But uh, so anyway. So yeah, we we have picked Tootie's movie about um, old mobster or gang member or whatever with dementia in witness protection. Who drug a, lord? Let's go drug who lord. A kill, who a killer comes to end his life? Yeah. Because of a debt that needs to be paid. Yep. And uh, and the rest is um, you'll have to pay to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so that's that. We're going to be doing that one. And I think look, next steps for us. And again, if you're listening, this is next step for you. We've come up with the story. I think what we're what we've decided to do. Correct me if I'm wrong, David. I'm David. listening. Uh, what we've decided to do is we have a story that we're discussing that we like. Right. We have the characters. We have, uh, we know that it starts off with two characters meeting, and we know that the end of this is someone someone's going to pay for it, right? Yeah. So we know that there's an arc already there. So what we want to do is we want to talk to some actors about helping create what these conversations between these two characters are going to be. So I think for right now, you're writing it. Yeah, for now. For now. I mean, I mean, or I'll we, help. I'll help. We may you know. decide to go elsewhere for writing, but, but yeah. I think it's important to get what you want to do as a director down. And since you're a writer, you might as well go ahead and at least blueprint it right. with the actors if, right. if we can bring these guys on board. Or at least one actor. Let's bring the, either the killer or the, or main, the other or main the, character. Yeah, The boss. Or the boss. Um, and then um, and once that's in place, I think I'm going to start raising money. I already started making phone calls, you know, kind of like yeah. retouching base with people. Yeah. Hey, you know, I know I talked to you about, I talked to you about a million dollars or two million, or I talked to you about three million. I talked to you about five million. Yeah, you didn't have the appetite for it. We're doing something that's about 150, 200. You want to jump in? I'll use your product. We'll put it in there. What do you think? Here's what it's about. So I've already started ta- having some conversations. Not super successful conversations, but I definitely started to practice my pitch. Planting the seed. Yeah, I, I got to like plant that. the seed. You yeah. don't know. You, yeah. know, you got to start talking to people. Some people may be interested and just want to be part of something. You never know. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to get invited to an event. You're, you're going to get invited to, um, to a party or something. And, um, and there's going to be potential investors there. And someone may tell you, hey, you know, that, that's so-and-so. And they're, they're involved in film or, or in television. And they love to invest in movies or whatever. Um, and you may get introduced to them. I, personally, like, there's no right answer. Because it's kind of like the day I met Tom Beers. I had to go after him the minute. I, I, the game plan that day was do or die. So I had to go talk to beers and I had to do two shots of tequila with him and I had to say <laughs> did he I, know though can I have your support yeah he was there to invest he oh. was there he was there to support the Almaraz so story. it's like walking into a brothel you don't need to like make small talk it's just like hey you it ready it was just a matter of how <laughs> I think it, it was a matter of how much <laughs> and that. you don't know for sure you know you don't know like you don't know if someone's gonna look at you and go like dude I'm trying to enjoy myself here and you're asking me for money you know it, it, it happens <laughs> yeah, right you don't know people sometimes are like hey can we not talk business I'm trying to have a Does drink and enjoy- yeah many times oh wow yeah many people get kind of weird about money and, and they have a right to like a lot of people earn their money a lot of people are pretending to have money and have to and don't want to talk about it because they don't really have the amount that is re- yeah, that you think more. they do and that's embarrassing so there's lots of different things but anyway the, i think the the point is 
sometimes if I'm at an event and someone goes, Hey, there's an investor I want you to meet. I will not talk business or money of, of any sort with that person the first time I meet them. You know, what this reminds me of Davey Dave, when you first start going out, you know what I mean? And you're at the, you're at the bar or the club and you're trying to get digits and you're yeah, like that. Yeah. And then you got the smooth OG in the background yeah. who just, you know, and next thing you know, the, the fine chicks are kind of around him and he's kind of like, you know, just being suave, drink sipping <laughs> on his scotch. Somehow he bounces alone and ends up banging some hot broad later on that night who was there. That's how it goes. Well, That's how it, goes. It, it didn't quite happen that way, but I think, <laughs> but, it, but I think sometimes it becomes, you know, I think movie making and, and uh, the right and timing and the right people is it's a serendipitous sort of thing. Well, there's you know? a romance there. Yeah, there's definitely a bromance. Hang on. I got to Speaking yeah. of, um, but yeah, sometimes there is a simpatico that happens. Um, and you're not going to know it right away. And it's very easy to step in it right away. Right. You know, because you don't know what people are feeling. And, you know, you got to let them go home and think about like, oh, I remember talking to Tootie. Yeah. That guy Tootie was cool. What, yeah. what does he do again? Oh, he makes me, oh, really? And then someone else tells him you got a project. And next thing you know, you're on the phone talking about it. But, um, but yeah, you know, sometimes it's, it's a blind date and it's a setup and sometimes it's, it's not. But whatever you do... Find out what other people do first. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? What are you up to? Yeah. What, what's happening in your life? Like, oh, you invest in this thing. What's, what's happening with that? Oh, well, we're taking it here and there, and we've been doing real good with it and looking to do other things. And, oh, that's great. Congratulations. That sounds amazing. Um, you know, and then, and then you go like, hey, I'm going to go do, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. And then you move on with your life and, and hope that, you know, yeah. there, the, that it comes around. I mean, there are, there are other people that will tell you, you know, go go for the jugular every time, but I don't. Because I want to say, I like, that works. Don't be desperate, but yeah. at the same time, people are going to invest in you. So if you're passionate, without hitting them up for money, because my buddy, I know he's a good dude. Like, you know, we ended up exchanging numbers, and we've we've um, texted back and forth. In fact, he invited me to like a Dodger game last night. I couldn't go. Um, but we're supposed to we're supposed to meet up and talk about. It. He watched my short. He didn't get back to me right away. It took him like a week because I thought, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, and then he got back to me. He loved it, and he was like, "Send me over something to read, and uh, I'm interested." You know, I'm definitely interested. Well, that's so. that's how you do it too. You know, you just sort of you you work your way around uh, the conversation, and you exchange some emails, and then you maybe have dinner. You start talking so about you, what really happened. So getting what back, really like you can do. So raising money like that and, and approaching investors, you just kind of have to fill the room or fill out them. Like, hey, nice to like. How, is yeah. it everybody's different? Well, or? in that particular case, I didn't really go to the event to meet an investor. That wasn't what I was there for, right? Right. So I didn't feel like I had prepped myself for a conversation about a project. I, right. Someone said like, "Hey, here's Tootie, or you know, he's in a, he he invests in film and he does his own movies or whatever." I wasn't going to hit you right away, right? Because yeah. that's not why I went. So I just said hello, and you know, and other people told them him what we, we I do, and yeah. then eventually it sort of came around that we were probably made he, for each other. Did he come to you later and said, "Hey, man," or did it just uh, kind of? No, we got together for dinner because I think that there was a project that made sense for all of us, okay. and and we got together for dinner, and that went well, and then the script got passed out, and then okay. it got read, and then we started a more formal conversation about yeah. it. 
But um, but the you know that, now that's going to get passed on to Walter Bat, and Walter Bat's going to do his thing and make sure that you know we can make this happen. But but yeah, I mean, I think that if you're looking for money and you're new at it, you know, just ask everybody if you can. If you know someone's very wealthy and you know that for sure, then take your time with that person. You know, that person doesn't want to be forced into anything. They're going to ask important questions like, hey, where do you plan on selling this? What who do you plan on having in it? You know, have your have your conversation ready. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, I mean, look, my whole life they've asked me, how are we going to make money? Right. Right. And, and my answer, unfortunately or fortunately, has always been like, look, we're going to make the best movie we can make. And we're going to sell it to the highest bidder if it's independent. Yeah. That's how we're going to do it. Yeah. Right. So if your appetite is, you know, can I make my money back? I don't know the answer to that question. And you know what? They probably like that because that's completely honest. If we make a great movie, then who knows what can happen. But if you're looking for um, a 5% gain, like the stock market, it's not going to happen in film. And, you, and if you don't have an appetite to, to, to lose the money that you're investing, then it's going to be a tough road. Yeah. And you don't want people blaming you, right? You don't want to no. take someone's 100000 or a million dollars and lose it and then be like, oh, oh sorry, well. my bad. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. You want to you you treat it like if it's as important to you as it is to the person who earned it. You well, know? it is because it's your reputation, too. Like, right. you don't want to get known as the guy who just, you know, takes money from people and, and puts out shitty work. You got to right. do your end, which is make the best possible movie you can. And if it turns out to be great and it's a festival darling and it gets sold for a shitload of money. The last thing I'll leave you with as it refers to making projects, independent projects in this day and age, um, you know, I think it's important to do projects that are unique, you know, that are different. You know, um, when I did Strangers with Candy back in the day with Dave Letterman, it was an independent film. Um, but it was so specific and so unique and so funny written by Stephen Colbert and Amy Sedaris and, and Paul Dinello that we knew that we were doing something so unique that you weren't going to see in a 10-year span, you weren't going to see a movie like that. So as a result of that, we knew that we were probably going to get into Sundance, and we did. Yeah. You know, so we knew that because it wasn't like anything. It was very, it was, I don't know, you could consider it sort of an experiment in a way because it was based on a TV show that was really belligerent and funny and, and, um, and outrageous. You yeah. know, so, and, you know, plus we had Sarah Jessica Parker, Matthew Broderick. We had uh, Chris yeah. Pratt. You know, I mean, I can go on and on. Allison Janney, yeah. you know, Sir Ian Holm was in it. I mean, we had amazing, amazing people in it. And uh, they all came out to do it. Same reason. The script was amazing. The script was unique. The script was something that they weren't going to get to play every day. Right. They always get asked to play the same characters over and over and over again. So if you've got a script that's unique, different, um, that's going to let them really sink their teeth into a character they don't normally do, you're going to do a movie that is going to make some noise right? Yeah. and get you actors that want to be part of it. Why? Because they don't get to do that that often. Right, right, right. And you, you know? can get big names because you're doing something outside of their their box, so to speak, and they want to do it. They want to break that. That's why I like your story so much because they're Latino characters, but, you know, a meticulous killer, you know, that's clever. The specificity of that character could be so unique that it's not just a stereotype. 
right. you can really turn it into something special. And I think that's going to be attractive to people. Same thing with same thing with the boss. The boss could be very unique, very different than anything you've seen before. Um, and as a result of that, I think you'll get you'll get some good actors. So look, I think lots of good conversation about about your project. We've picked one guy, so thank you. We're looking forward to looking forward to move forward. Um, we're gonna have uh, some guests the next couple of episodes, but we will also be talking about what our plan is here, and I think we'll make some announcements as to what actors we're gonna be meeting with, and if we've met with them, and what the next step is for the script. And uh, yeah, this season we'll be raising money on the show, so we'll, you'll be able to hear it all right yeah. here on Film Hustlers. Very good, Roberts. Yes, sir. I think it was that long. <laughs> <laughs>